did ya? Oh, I'm the jock and I'm back on the scene with the record machine saying ooh papa do how y'all do? What's up, audio cannabinoids? This your host, Mikey Lansbred, your boy, the one and only right here in the flesh. And uh wanna bring something to you that has never been done here before on uh with audio cannabis entertainment. Me and uh, Bice's boss was sitting up the other day uh, a couple weeks back and um, decided to get this little jewel into our hands and see what it was all about. And it's great. We ordered a book called Contact High. You know, it's called uh, Contact High, A Visual History of Hip Hop by Vicky Toback and it has a foreword by Questlove from The Roots. And so um, what it is, is Vicky Toback put this thing together. It's a huge book. It's larger than life. I think it's got like, let's see, 145 pages. No, 280 something pages. And she's got a collection of she's got with a collection of photographers who've been taking pictures of hip hop scene of the hip hop scene from way back. You know what I mean? Uh, from Bambata to Tupac to N.W.A. to Nas, you know, the whole whole hip hop culture. And um, it's super, super dope. Highly recommend go out and buy it. It's on Amazon for about 20 bucks or so. You can find it um, brand new. And um, it's super, super live, man. It's super live. All DJs, all DJs should have this book in their collection. You know, reggae DJs, techno, whatever you is. Any DJ out there should have this book in their collection because of the start of the the hip hop DJ. You know, back in the days, 70s, um, you know, there were DJs out there. But they weren't DJs like we have DJs now. Of course, definitely, you know, got to start someplace. But um, the DJs back then, they didn't um, they didn't do too much uh, turntable trickery or nothing like that. You know, they just played the records. They would give a brief intro and um, play a song, stop it, give another intro, play another song. And so by the time uh, there's in the big con- there's a big controversy out there about who was the first one to start the style that we know of today two turntables with a mixer a crossfader mixer was it grandmaster flash was it cool herc was it yeah we don't know you know we don't know it, it, it all depends on who you ask you know what i mean it all depends on who you ask so um with that being said um you know we have controversy here and there and so with the culture and the controversy, we have this visual dictionary right here that encompasses nearly everybody in the hip hop scene, in the hip hop scene, in the rap scene, whatever you want to call it, you know. And when you first open up the book in the in the in the page, uh, in the first page, you know, the layout is super dope. You have a, a big wide picture takes up both sides. And keep in mind, man, this this. This book is a good, it's a good, uh, I'd say it's at least a foot high, at least a foot and a half wide. You know what I mean? So it's, they're, they're very, very big pages on this thing. Very big pages. And so when you open up the book, you look inside on, on the inlet and then you can see a picture in a borough or a sub, uh, not suburb, but in a borough or the ghetto. And um, you see all these faces. You see a whole bunch. I see a whole bunch of faces right here. I can see uh, Cool Herc. I can see uh, Grandmaster Flash. I can see uh, 
Cold Heart from Crucial Conflict. I can see Luke Skywalker, Luther Campbell, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another. That's another topic for another day. E40. Um, let me see. Uh, Peter Guns. Uh, we can see Kid Capri. We can see Marley Marl. Um, we can see Buster Rhymes. You see a whole bunch of people um, that have that that are in this thing which we all know and love, no matter your genre, called hip hop. You know, hip hop, rap, whatever you want to call it, and um, it's super dope. So, so you keep opening up the pages. You know, you open it up, and you know it's got all kinds of stuff, this, that, and the other. And <clears throat> what you see on, let me, I would say, is the right hand side is a big picture. You know, a, a real huge picture, and with that picture. Onto the opposite side of the page, on the left-hand side of the page, is reels or or picture stills that led up to the one picture on the right, and was taken obviously after that picture. You know what I mean? So you you capture a, a nice good photo, like right here. I'm looking at this is page 17 for all your references. Um, it's called the Popper. And I'll read a little I'll read a little excerpt off of this. It says uh, Joe Conzo's anonymous popper who has never been identified speaks to the culture of hip hop's early days when kids were just uh, doing what they loved. The night this photo was taken, white glove B-boys and Kango caps took to the dance floor at the Roseland Ballroom in what Conzo describes as the biggest dance cypher he has ever seen. Dance ciphers, as hip-hop purists will attest, were sacred spaces meant for breakdancing or b-boying. When a particularly good part of a song, the break, came on, it was time for the dancers to get on the floor. The song's short instrumental break, usually simplified and rhythmic, would be looped by the DJ so dancers could have extended time on the dance floor to showcase their moves. This is where the term breakdancing comes from. And so we have a, we have a picture of the popper. You know, he's getting down, he's doing his thing. White gloves, white can go to match, you know, T-shirt looks like Le Tigre or something, you know. And um, <clears throat> it, it's super dope. It's super dope. It just captures that moment in history that no one ever would have ever thought would be um, spotlighted on a show like this one or even in a book like this one. You know, and on the left hand side, you see a whole bunch of different pictures which actually led up to this picture. You know, he's getting in his form. He's doing this. He's doing that. There's a B-girl on the side. You know, there's people taking pictures and smiling and all this stuff. And this picture was actually taken in 1980, you know, 1980, way back. So, you know, when the culture was thriving and, you know, it was just getting on going. It's super fresh, people, super fresh. I highly recommend you go out and buy it. I mean, it's not it's not for all this for what a good quality this is. Man, I tell you, this is not a waste of money in any time, in any in any way, nothing whatsoever. Go out and buy it. Treat yourself. It's a conversation piece. It's a history book. It's um, it's culture, baby. It's culture. If you listen to hip hop, if you listen to Cypress Hill, if you listen to um, even if you listen to reggae, reggae music, Cool Herc was a Jamaican, you know. Yeah, man, you get it's a little. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, there's a history behind this. There's history behind this. So go out and check it, man. Go on out and buy it. I think you can also get it on a digital download. But um, 
how we do it over here, man. There's nothing. We some old goats over here, you know. <laughs> we some old goats over here, so we love books. You know, we we love the we love the pages, the flip back and forth. You know, we love the nostalgia. We love this real thing that we grew up with. You know, called books, real paper. You know. So, anyways, um, grab it. It's it's super dope. It's super dope. It's got features. It's got. Uh, West Side Connection, um, Run DMC, LL Cool J, you know, and uh, it, it's it's soup. It's very very much worth it, and it's a t- it's in a timeline fo- it, format too. So it goes from you know I think it's 1979 all the way up to uh, present day. And this book was uh, released, uh, I believe it was in 2018. Yeah, I think it was 2018. So right now, 2020, this book is two years old and it captures, what, 30 plus years of hip hop. You know what I mean? It's well worth it, peeps. It's well worth it. It's so much worth it. We feel that it was worth the podcast to tell you about it and to bring it to you, you know, and to do something different. Instead of you hearing me talk about some record review, I'm reviewing this book now. Yeah. And it's, it's really, really worth it, man. It's super duper worth it. Can't stress that enough. I'll buy you a copy if you inbox me. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Public enemies in the LL Cool J. I'm flipping through the pages as as I'm talking, you know. And um, we just got this book maybe two days ago, and still haven't gotten through the whole thing yet because you know I look through and I see a picture and like, oh wow, I remember I remember them cats and you know look at it's history, baby. It's history. Check it out. Buy it. It's it's worth a while i'm looking at a page right now with eric b and rakim and for those of you who don't know um which i doubt anybody out there listening to this podcast doesn't know eric b and rakim they were they they were one of the toughest groups out there in uh from new york you know um had a hit called eric b is president and as soon as you hear the the, the tune you'll know exactly what what <laughs> what song I'm talking about, you know, it had a classic boom bap, you know what I mean? And um, anyways, you, you'll know it. Look up Eric B and Rakim. Um, Eric B is president, you know, tough tone. And then as soon as it comes on, you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know what Mike was talking about. I know what Mike was talking about. Um, and the Eric B and Rakim are sitting there. And when they first came out, you know, Back in the 88, 87 days, um, gold chains, big fat gold chains, um, you know, uh, sneakers, gold rings, all that stuff was the fashion. You know, it was the fashion. It was the style. It was what would give an MC or a rapper um, clout, you know, prestige, you know, within the rap game because it was a symbol of status, you know. And so, you know, like I know, man, you're in the hood and everybody, Junior Gang said it, everybody want to be somebody, you know, so you can't really fault, fault nobody for wearing gold chains and want to be somebody, you know, the ways and the means, well, that's a way, that's a different, <laughs> that's a different thing. But um, to have, you know, to have the gold chains and stuff like that, you can't really fault no one because everybody want to be somebody important, especially to another person, you know. But anyways, they're sitting on they're sitting on a a Rolls Royce, you know, a nice Rolls Royce, and uh, the excerpt 
the picture was taken by Drew Carolyn. And uh, here's here's a little bit of the excerpt. It says, uh, <clears throat> I felt a huge responsibility taking these photos. I knew this record was groundbreaking. They're talking about the record Follow the Leader. I knew this record was groundbreaking because of the samples being used and because of the flow of the rhymes. Nobody even came close to Eric B. and Rakim. They were untouchable. Rakim changed up the whole game when he started rhyming with new lyrical style. I wanted to present the two of them as leaders, and to do that, I shot them from a low, heroic angle, making sure to incorporate the design of their cars onto a shot that was such a power pose. One of the unspoken rules of album covers was that you had to show the face or at least the front of the artist. But these guys were willing to turn their backs to the camera for the cover shot. And I thought that was really dope. The concept was that if you are following the leader, this is what you'd see. Their backs. You can also see their Dapper Dan branded jackets very well. We shot by the bridges in lower Manhattan since they were since they represented the connections to the other boroughs and beyond. And I had rented some four by four silver reflectors to bounce any ambient light around since the riverfront and the bridges could create lots of shadows and obstructions. I thought the morning light made for a perfect setup for this cover. So we tried to shoot really early and it goes on and goes on and goes on. And um, and he just captures the moment of the shot that he got. That's that's showing right there. Super dope. Eric B. and Rakim. 1989 has a picture of Big Daddy Kane uh, getting his hair cut in the chair by it looks like Scrap Lover. Not really sure. Um, Pictures of Public Enemy. LL Cool J, like I said before. You know, and I'm just flipping through pages, man. Gangstar right here. You know, I'm flipping through pages. Tupac Shakur um, says, For all my West Coast heads, tattered and quietly defiant Tupac Shakur stands shirtless in what is arguably one of the most recognized portraits of the prolific and provocative icon. So if you know Tupac, you you pretty, you pretty much got a, an idea of what, I'm, what, what picture that we're describing. You know, he's got the thug life tatted on his stomach. You know, he's got his hands behind his back looking to the side. You know what picture we're talking about. A child of Black Panther activist Tupac blended political thought and street culture consciousness with a visual legacy to match. The portrait originally ran in Rolling Stone in 1993 as part of a short profile piece, but three years later, Shakur was murdered by a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas. That year, Rolling Stone put Clinch's iconic photo of the rapper on the cover and an image an image that has come to symbolize a life taken too soon. So, you know, with like I said before, with these with these great and classic pictures, pictures that you've probably never seen before, pictures that you have seen before for sure, they have a little excerpt on the on the photographer. In this case, it's Danny Clinch and what he how how he wanted to take the picture, what he wanted to come across and relay to the viewer as to what he sees and as to what how he sees the artist, you know, and um, is this this is a beautiful book, man. This is a really beautiful book. Um, it, it's it's beyond mentioning to go out and buy, you know, I've been I've been looking through this book for, you know, the last two days just flipping through pages like like I'm doing right now and I'm just you know finding all kinds of different things man Lil Kim and Junior Mafia uh Old Dirty Bastard uh Jay-Z I'm just flipping through pages peeps I'm just flipping through pages and checking another another picture of Tupac Shakur in Venice Beach getting his tattoo done Lauren Hill and the Fugees you know Ice Cube and West Side Connection 
you know, Biggie Smalls, DMX, you know, Erica Badu, all these people, um, all these great people, these great artists, um, Black Star, um, Most Def, Talib Kweli, Cash Money, Cash Money Brothers, um, Lil Wayne right there, Wu Tang Clan, um, Aaliyah, Rest in Paradise, Aaliyah. Uh, Kanye West, a whole whole heap of people that you that you know and you've heard their music before, and this is just a way to get a little bit closer to these artists, get a little insight, if you will, you know. So go on out and buy it, man. Um, it's it's well worth it. It's it's a great conversation piece, um, and it's 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 a piece of history. It's a visual history of hip hop and, and it's it's definitely worth it. It's worth all your time and energy and I'm guaranteed I'm guaranteeing that it will bring you happiness, a, a bit a bit of happiness when you get it and you start flipping through these pages. It's it's well worth it in, in the in the in the book format. In the digital format, I'm not too sure. I don't think I'll buy that one. But um but in 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 the regular in the real book format, you can't you can't beat this, man. You really can't beat it. Like I said, I got I think I got it for about twenty bucks. It was like twenty three dollars with shipping, you know. Excuse me, and um, it it's it's highly worth it. Go on out and grab it. If you if you don't have a copy, inbox us and I'll send you a copy. I'll, I'll buy it myself, and that way you won't have to waste the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mikey says so. Anyways, this is the end of the podcast, peeps. Go on out and buy it. Contact High by Vicky Toback. A visual history of hip hop with a foreword by Quest Love. It's well worth the money. Mikey Lounsbread here, Audio Cannabis Entertainment. Bless up, everyone. Have a good night. Happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And I'll check you later on the next podcast. Don't forget to check out Boss DJ Ross Kurt on the next Audio Cannabis Radio Show. You know what I mean? And uh, we'll be tuning out to y'all very soon. Bless up. Catch us on Instagram, Boss DJ Ross. And on Facebook, Audio Cannabis Entertainment. It's Mikey, y'all. Bless up. And like Boss says, vroom.